Or are you listening to this podcast now? Settle in, grab a cuppa, it's all welcome. It's the Velasco Fitness Collective Podcast with James and Ellie. Hey team, welcome to another Velasco Fitness Collective podcast. I think off the top of my head, this is episode 17, um, which is pretty mad. We're getting through them now quite quickly. I think this is the sixth or seventh of this lockdown alone. We are joined by another new coach this week, which I'm looking forward to. We are joined by Meg. Meg, how are you? Good, thank you. Very excited. My time has come. (laughs) To step into the spotlight. (laughs) Thank you for getting up at half seven, quarter to eight on a Friday morning. I I think Ellie was a bit worried because she messaged me at quarter to seven saying, are you ready? And I didn't reply until quarter past seven, which is when I woke up with just a picture of me in bed. Nice. Like a bit of jeopardy. I was, um, so as always, we are gonna use this as an opportunity to find out a little bit more about one of our coaches. Um, and then we're gonna get into a topic today that should be fairly conversational. Um, one that I'm really looking forward to discussing, and I know Meg is as well, and one I think that will be relevant to a lot of people. Um, today we're gonna talk a little bit about how we balance fitness and and having fitness goals and wanting to push ourselves hard in the gym but also you know having the occasional big weekend enjoying eating pretty kind of liberally uh, having the odd drink here and there so how we balance kind of enjoying life and a healthy lifestyle with a healthy fitness lifestyle before we get going as always we are going to get ourselves warm so we have a couple of quick fire questions for you meg to make sure that your vocal cords and brain are both working as they should be <laughs> ali would you like to begin i'm glad you asked me that yes i would meg henji or henry oh gosh depends <laughs> on what purpose Henry's currently better trained than Kenji is, just about. (laughs) Nice. I think. I think. Go out then. Go, Henry. (laughs) I think Jenna diplomatically gave the same answer as well. (laughs) Not not between Kenji and Henry, but between Blue and Alex. Alex and Blue. (laughs) Although maybe we should ask Meg, Kenji, or uh, we should ask Jen, Kenji, or Henry next time we've got Jen on. Oh, she definitely picked Henry. Um, the most rewarding movement you've ever learned? Uh, probably the s- weightlifting, so snatch um, and clean, but probably snatch I'd pick. Nice. Your favourite recent TV show? Oh, I've watched quite a lot in the last year, as I'm sure a lot of us have. Um, I watched The Handmaid's Tale which was really, really good. Not the happiest of programmes, but very good. It's a bit brutal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. Cool. Um, Least favourite movement? Oh. I don't really have any movements that I super hate. It's more when you start combining horrible movements. (laughs) Um, What do I really not like? Mm. see it used to be running but running's become not as bad but um let's go with running otherwise i'll <laughs> take the day nice okay 
Your biggest fitness industry eye roll. Oh God. Um, oh, it's got to be when people don't realize that the only way to lose weight is a calorie deficit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a couple of good instagram rants recently on that topic I've yeah read. yeah for anyone listening if you haven't seen james haskell's rant of about two weeks ago that's worth a i was a bit worried i was like he's basically talking about what i want to talk about on my podcast <laughs> um easy one pancakes or waffles oh I have to give Henry another shout out here. He's very good at making both of them, but I think I'd have to go pancakes. Okay, good, strong. Your go-to snack. You can't say pancakes. <laughs> oh, no one's got time for pancakes to be a snack. No. That's like a full-on preparation. Um, I don't really... We've started getting like um, packs of jerky, which are really good there's a company called meat like me-at okay out. they do a good box for like eight quid and we've just started getting that every month and that's good sweet noted yeah um eat in or eat out oh i'm probably gonna have to say eat out because we haven't been able to do it at all i love a good takeaway but um yeah i enjoy being able to go out and i would love to be able to go out right now follow-up question to that then if you could go out tonight for food where would you be booking anywhere in the country anywhere in the country yeah um oh, to be honest i think i'd want to stay in bristol um yeah. it would probably either be pasture or the ox strong choices yeah i'd be going for a full-on steak nice okay and your final question meg think about the answer very carefully on this one i think i know where this is going already to be honest if your only mode of transport could be giraffe or donkey, what would you choose? I've been looking forward to this question because everyone's picking giraffe because they're like, oh, it's just so much more exciting. But if the only mode of transport you have, a donkey is more practical. Right, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I'd, I, I think the novelty of a giraffe would wear off after like 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to go donkey. I'm okay with that answer because it follows the pattern that is occurring with who picks donkey and who picks giraffe. So I'll let you have that one, Meg. Otherwise, <laughs> you, would have, you would have exposed the flaw in my theory. <laughs> I think we're pretty much even on donkey and giraffe at the moment. Well, I'm not sure that's entirely true, James, but I'll, uh, I'll go back and verify the scores and come back to you on that. <laughs> right. Feeling warm? Yes. Good. Um, so let's start off with then for people that may not know who you are or for people that do and may not know an awful lot about you mm-hmm. two three minutes who is meg from whatever perspective you wish to share okay um so in terms of fitness journey i was a dancer which not many people know i say a dancer i did dancing let's not really say I was a dancer but I started from the age of about two and did it all the way up until I went to uni at 18 um and then I did other bits and bobs I did a bit of gymnastics and stuff like that I did cheerleading actually which I loved um no I was not the one that got lifted I was too big I was the lifter but obviously it worked out well because now I love lifting um and then at uni I went to the gym a bit and 
uh, did rugby in my last year, um, but got a pretty horrendous ankle injury, which was a bit of a nightmare. Um, and then I started CrossFit uh, just after I graduated uni, actually. So at the end of 2015, so I've been doing it for just over five years. And it is the first, I think I've said this in my little coach bio, it's the first hobby or, you know, thing that I've started that I've just loved straight away and felt so passionate about. Um, and yeah, been doing it ever since. So that's my kind of fitness background. Um, I work a nine to five job. So that'll probably feed into what we talk about later in terms of balance. Um, and what else is there about me? I love pizza, which I feel like most people do know about me. But yeah, um, love food, love a beer, love going out for drinks. Um, so I've I've found the last year really, really tough. Um, there have been times where it's been quite nice to have, you know, downtime um but generally for me I'm a very outgoing person so not being able to see friends and family and go out and about has been really difficult um but yes that's me nice thanks Meg nice holistic view didn't know you were a dancer oh yeah um so you, you've touched on a couple of things already then that leads into the topic that we want to cover today and that's I guess how we think about and how we approach training and fitness, you know, especially if you take training fairly seriously and balancing that then with, you know, Friday night out, beers, few drinks, you know, pizza, et cetera. So I guess my first question just straight off the bat is right now, what would your answer be to the question? Why do you train? Um, right now it would be to stop myself going mad um i'm finding it quite difficult i'm not feeling as motivated as i have in the past to get out and train um but it is so crucial to feeling okay for me at the moment um and i know that as soon as i do it i will feel so much better um so yeah that's for right now Nice. We, we talked a couple of weeks ago with Stu about motivation. Have you got anything that's helping you in particular, you know, not to go off on a tangent straight away, but where you're struggling for motivation more than normal at the moment? Have you got anything that you're finding helps you or any, something that you can do that helps you overcome it? Or is it just a, a, a case of willpower and, and just making it happen? Yeah, um, I'm... I've always been fairly good at just getting myself to go and do something um, in terms of training. Um, I know that it'll make me feel better. Um, so that's a big push. I, I have to, again, give Henry a shout out. He's very good at saying when I, you know, cause I'm training in the evening at the moment yeah. um, when I finish work. And sometimes I say, oh, I just, I really can't be bothered today if it's dark and rainy and, Henry helps being like just get out there and do it because you know you'll feel better um and I won't go into it too much I've posted on my Instagram before I've used whoop to I know that people can't I just showed my whoop band I know <laughs> people can't see that um 
but that's quite a good indicator because if I'm feeling like I really can't be bothered to work out but I've got a really good recovery I think come on your body's ready like go out and do something okay nice I like that both a bit of accountability which I think we touched on in the episode with Stu and a bit of bit of tech thrown in there as well which I'm a fan of yeah um okay so with a little bit less recency what what what's your training goal generally so before lockdown and in, in between lockdown you know you're someone that I I personally view as trains well you know you're you you seem to it might not be the case but you seem to train with some structure you you know your sessions always appear to be kind of thought out you balance you know a lot of kind of cardiovascular aerobic fitness with some weightlifting which obviously you know you've touched on enjoying so what how, how do you view training and what do you train for in that sense um I guess it I, I guess it it probably changes every I mean we're talking back before lockdown now in normal times um it probably changes every three months or something so I might have a focus and I guess this is where maybe it comes in with if I've got any body composition goals um but yeah like sometimes I'll decide right I want to be really on it with um classes and I'll just attend the classes because then I know that I'm following a structure because the classes always have a structure to them every week yeah um other times I think I want to really focus on a specific thing so you know for example weightlifting and then I'll do less classes and more just sessions on my own in open gym, really focusing on lifting. Um, and then also other times, you know, I might want to focus on gymnastics. Doesn't happen often, but it's my biggest weakness. So it's something that I, I should spend more time on. Um, so, yeah, I guess for me, I always try and not do too many things at once because I find that if you're trying to do the classes, but also trying to do your own thing on top of it, it's just too much and you end up not getting the benefit of either um so yeah I'm a big advocate of just trying to do one thing at a time that's I mean that's a really sound way of looking at your training Meg do you know what do you know what obviously you said that you change what you do roughly every three months Mm -hmm. are there particular things that cause that or make you want to focus on something different? Are there particular drivers that Um, that create that? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't really know. It's probably just fancying a change. Um, And it's probably, I think three months is quite a good time that you notice you improve at the thing you're currently working on, but you might start to lose some of those other skills because that's the massive thing with functional fitness right is so broad that as soon as you focus on one thing you're gonna get you know you're gonna get more out of practice of other things and that's something that you know as the years have gone on I've just and we all you know as people that train we learn that that's just the case you can't do everything at once um so I think it's maybe about you know maybe say I've been doing the classes for three months and I feel really fit and in really good you know shape in terms of cardio and stuff like that because we always get a good a great workout in but I think oh you know I've maybe like a bit more time now I noticed that my weightlifting feels a bit off so now it's maybe time to focus on that a bit 
Um, and then I'll be doing weightlifting for a while. I'll be like, I'm really unfit. I need to start doing the classes again. Um, so I kind of just listen to how I'm feeling. Cool. Um, do you, so do you train, do you train to compete or do you train for kind of longevity or to, to feel good or to look better or kind of a mixture of, of, of the above? Um, probably a mixture apart from the compete. I am, um, I've done a couple of competitions a long time ago now. Um, I just don't really enjoy them. I think I put, it's not that I put too much pressure on myself, but I just, I almost don't put enough pressure on myself in the competition. And I kind of, I think almost maybe subconsciously that because you don't want to not do well, you kind of just think, oh, well, you know, and you don't actually give it your all. Um, and I find that I almost get enough competition in, you know, just training generally, um, trying to be better than I was a few months ago, trying to be better than, you know, I've got a couple of good friends that I train with that I know are, are like quite similar abilities to me or, you know, better at some things, maybe not as good as others. Yeah. And I find a little friendly competition way more fun anyway. Nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, obviously just be healthy um, and also obviously look good, but also the more I train, the more I can eat. Yeah, nice. And, and that, that actually, you know, having, having touched a little bit on your training now, I, I kind of want to move a little bit into a, a conversation about nutrition. So that brings us in quite nicely. Um, and it's, it's definitely something I probably joke about but I actually mean it at the same time. When, when people ask me, you know, why I, why I train, the, literally the more I train, the bigger my calorie deficit. And therefore, if I want to maintain my body weight, the more I can eat. Obviously, it's advised that those calories are as, as high a quality or as good for me as possible. But equally, if I want to, you know, eat a Domino's and consume a thousand plus calories, if I burn a thousand plus calories in that day training, then, then win-win. Yeah. So what is, what's your take then from whichever angle you would like to share on nutrition, whether it would be that your own nutrition goals or just how you view food and nutrition and fitness? Yeah. Um, so since I've started training, so just over five years ago, I've always been fairly, and I guess before that as well, I've always been fairly conscious about what I'm eating, um, you know, trying not to overeat and stuff like that. Um, but I had very little knowledge about what I should actually be consuming in terms of macros. So macros being the amount of protein, fat and carbs you should be eating. I really had no idea. Um, so when I started CrossFit, um, the first big thing I learned was you need to make sure you're getting enough protein, um, especially just as you finish training. Um, so that's something I always try and make sure I'm getting. Um, I probably about maybe a year into training, I did a um, like a nutrition plan um, with Matt Apex. Um, I think a few people at the gym have used previously. Um, and 
that was to lose weight um and but alongside my training um and that was really the first time I really learned a lot about the breakup of foods and macros and stuff like that um and then I did lose quite a lot of weight um which was good because that was my goal um and then it's just I get I guess more you know I just would try and educate myself more and more around food you know learning about like I mentioned earlier the only way to lose weight is being a calorie deficit like you could lose weight just eating ice cream you wouldn't get to eat a lot of ice cream and you'd be very unhealthy but you could do it um and then I've also done a couple of nutrition plans with RP um who are an American company and you are well they I think they have an app now but before we, I just bought a template off them and it was literally just a breakdown of your macros and then you find the foods to fit them um and I, that taught me a lot about times of day to eat compared to what time you train um you know actually how much protein you should be eating I say that right now I haven't followed a plan for a long time and right now I'd probably admit I'm not eating enough protein um but I'm not doing a huge amount of weights so I guess it's not as critical um but yeah just always finding the balance um I think I've got better over time at just listening to what my body wants um and yeah just being happy with what I choose to eat as well oh, as a fly um so yeah nice yeah I, th I think the the point you've made about being happy I think is probably overwhelmingly important um interesting you know just do, do you do you track at the moment no cool okay no I um I go through phases where you know if I think oh I, I want to I want to lose a little bit of weight or I want to gain a bit of weight but I can't be bothered to do a full-on yeah. plan um I might just use my fitness pal but yeah. um um, but yeah, no, I'm not at the moment. Cool. Matt, you, when, when we were talking about this podcast, um, you talked a bit about how your, your, the balance between eating and training changed as a result of lockdown and how you found that different environments were dictating to you potentially what your goals were I figure more around body composition than training but it may well have been training as well yeah. can you do you want to go into that in a little bit more detail and just talk about the, the sort of the external factors which you became aware of which can negatively or positively impact? yeah um so I guess before lockdown you know training in the gym um more temptations of going out and about going out drinking and stuff because you could and it was great um but then going into lockdown you're isolated you're training on your own um you know you can't go out all the time um I think my focus with training it just became like the better, you know, especially that first lockdown, we were really lucky with the weather. So we could train outside, which was great. 
we were very lucky as you kindly let us borrow lots of kit from the gym um so we could train properly with barbells and stuff like that which was fantastic um and it just I think almost reset why I love what what we do so much because it was just it felt like really stripped back to basics like it was just me and Henry in um so out the front of our house we've got we're in a little cul-de-sac so we're really lucky that we've got a big space out the front with only about six houses in here so we just sort of overtook the cul-de-sac the first lockdown with our all our gym stuff I think our neighbors found it quite entertaining um but yeah it was just stripped back to just us our kit doing a workout like playing music off our phones and um in the great outdoors and uh yeah it was just awesome there was no one around to compare myself to um and I think that was that was really great I I don't I mean we all compare ourselves right it's just so it's natural we all do it um and you know like I've said before like I was saying earlier with changing where my focus was with training, it might be that if I was in the gym and I say maybe haven't been focusing on my weightlifting and then I see someone in the gym hit like a really awesome lift and I think, oh man, like I really should be focusing on my weightlifting. And um, even though I've decided that's not my focus for now and I'm trying to get fit, um, it's just all that stuff going on around you. Um, you can't help but let it distract you almost from what you're trying to focus on. Um, whereas lockdown, uh, there are no distractions because it's just just me working out, doing my own thing. Um, and that's been really great. And like, like I was saying earlier on, I haven't actually been doing a huge amount of lifting recently. I've been doing since the start of no November lockdown, Ellie won't believe it, but I've been doing mainly cardio. Um, so <laughs> we got ourselves a bike egg. What do you call cardio, mate? What Pardon? type of cardio? I need you to be, I need you to be more explicit about what you do cardio. Um, well, I so we do, I did a whole like 30 day challenge thing on the bike erg in November, and I'm currently doing the same one, but on the rower, which is pretty horrendous, but good fun. But yeah, so like my session last night was just rowing intervals. I didn't touch yeah. any weight. So uh, I know, but it's been really good because I can, if we, if I was trying to do this, I think when we were back in the gym and I saw people throwing around barbells, I'd be like, oh, you know, like, oh, yeah. should I be yeah. doing that? Um, whereas that's not going on at the moment. So I can just stay focused on the thing that I said I was going to do. Meg, have you... Um the way that you operate is something that I align with quite heavily. <clears throat> I'll, I'll go in and out of tracking depending on my body weight goals, um, whether, it, whether or not it's to gain a bit of weight or lose a bit of weight. I don't track most of the time. I'll track if I have a purpose to track. Mm. I don't really worry too much about what I eat. I eat what I want and know that my training will support that. And over time, I've just gained an understanding of my body to the point where I know if I train x amount I can eat x amount and my weight won't really change is that is that fair to say that's kind of where you're at does your body weight pretty much stay as a constant unless you actively put effort in to move it one way or another yep yeah so um yeah I've definitely learned over the years um 
that yeah that I just have as long as I'm not being you know if I'm not really like training loads or if I'm not eating out and drinking loads I just hit like a yeah my body just goes to a sort of set place and then I might you know I don't want to talk about weighing yourself too much because it's I think something you should only I don't want to talk about too much but basically I know that if I'm at my sort of set place I just weigh 70 kilos and that's just it it doesn't matter like it's weird it's also what I weighed when I first started CrossFit my body is definitely very different now but I still just weigh 70 kilos so I sort of know that that's uh where it just falls as long as I'm not yeah if I'm not doing more of one or the other nice yeah I'm I I'd echo that as well I'm I think for years I've been between kind of 86 87 and 90 kilos give or take at the moment I know I'm probably in or have recently been in a bit too much of a deficit which right now I'm actually tracking to make sure I eat enough mm-hmm. um but yeah I regardless of how I approached my week I seemed my weight just didn't seem to change whether I trained super hard or ate out three or four nights in that week you know over a three four week period my weight just seemed to be a constant mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so we've touched on something a couple of times then that I guess has its own category within nutrition and that is alcohol Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your because I, I know people that haven't drunk for six months a year I also know people that literally live for the weekends and everybody in between yeah um, what's your view on alcohol generally how you feel how you manage it how it affects training um yeah um so I don't, I'm not the kind of person who, I, I don't drink every day. Um, I, sent, especially since I started training, um, you know, um, I, I, but I, you know, I, I love going out for beers, love having a nice glass of wine. Um, I'm not on the G&T hype. I do like a G&T, but I'm not like on the hype that, <laughs> that everyone is on. Um, but I'd say like now, especially, I think I have a very good relationship with it. I know that I like having a drink and I'm fine with that. Um, I think previously when I was, you know, maybe a year or two, a year or two into doing CrossFit and really wanting to be like the best that I could be. But then I started feeling like I was missing out because I was like, well, the best that I can be is I need to be eating perfectly. and I need to not be drinking. Mm. And then I'd be thinking, well, and that would be great. And I might be doing really well with my training, but then I think, oh, but really I, I feel like I'm kind of actually just, I'm not going to be going, I'm not, I don't want to compete. So really why does it matter too much? And I feel like I was always sh- shutting off a part of myself that was, I do love going out with friends, love going to the pub, love having a drink. So I guess over the years, I've just become an, Ellie, I think I remember having a chat with you about it. It's, I can't remember a year or two ago one morning in one of our PT sessions and I've been feeling a bit crappy and uh I've been drinking loads like I had just been drinking more than I normally do and so it kind of works both ways um and you know we spoke about it and we was like well if you kind of just have to own the decisions that you make when it comes to booze you know if you choose to not drink because I've also had periods where I haven't I've gone like three months without drinking before um and yeah not gonna lie you obviously feel really like physically you feel really good um 
but then you also then I felt like I was missing out a bit so I think over the years you've just got to own you've got to learn yourself and own the decisions that you make um as long as it's obviously never in excess um just be happy with what you choose to do um did you find, did you find finding that balance tough between kind of making that choices is it something that you that you think you'll wrestle with when we come out of lockdown in terms of I mean obviously I'm I'm I suspect that you and Henry always have a beer at the weekend and stuff so that you're not not drinking at the minute um but do you think it will be is it easier in lockdown to have that balance than it is out of lockdown um yes probably now I'd say yes not gonna lie in the first lockdown I I drank I definitely drank on more weeknights in the first lockdown than I normally do um but yeah like now it's it's much easier because now as well you know if I do have a drink I have like one drink rather than before if you're out of lockdown you're going to the pub or you're going out with friends you definitely like I would have more than one drink um but and in terms of your question about was it difficult the the battle to almost make the decision it was in a way because I I was always feeling like I I wanted to be the best I could be at the sport that I loved but I also wanted to be the person that could still go out whenever I wanted and see my friends and do whatever I wanted and that's just not those two things cannot both happen um so I was always flitting between the two like going out loads or training loads and being perfect with nutrition um and I think maybe it's happened in like the last two years or I've just found a happy medium and said that I'm not going to be the best that I can be at this sport because the the discipline that that requires I'm not actually willing to live my life like that um and equally the amount that I could go out and party I'm not going to do that either because I still want to be fit and healthy um and I think the lockdown has given me a chance to like really set that belief that you know I can just live in the middle and that's fine nice um you so when you said you said something then that you know you had a conversation with Ellie and and you'd been feeling particularly crappy what what does that mean for you when you say you're feeling crappy what things present themselves that you know okay I need to address something here what you know what things become affected yeah um I guess it's both physical and mental um I guess physically you know in the gym just wasn't feeling as on it wasn't feeling as sharp wasn't feeling as motivated either um had a lot of sort of oh, I just I'm going to the gym because I should rather than I'm going to the gym because I want to um and then that sort of takes a toll you know mentally as well because then I think oh this is something that I, I really love why don't I want to go and do it um and you just and I just generally felt a bit sluggish I'm pretty sure it was in a winter month I remember the when we were having the conversation I'm pretty sure it's pitch black outside um at 6am um yeah so I I noticed it yeah like just 
mood being a bit down, general lack of motivation to do stuff. Nice. Okay. Thanks, Mo. Um, you, one, of, one of the things I really like there is something that <clears throat> comes up now and again, I think, and you, you feel like you've got a really grounded understanding of your why. Like, mm. I think to have such a healthy balance... I was literally listening to a podcast yesterday and, and it was a Rich Froning interview and the people interviewing him were talking about Hayley Adams, CrossFit athlete, and she's like 20 or something. Yeah. And they asked, they, she trains with Rich Froning and they asked him why she's so good. And he literally said, like, the girl doesn't have a social life. Like her social life is coming, training with us for five hours a day and then going home. And yeah. I, I think that highlights the point that you've made around if you want to be the absolute best you can be and compete and be, you know, you want functional fitness and to be your thing. I think it voids a lot of the stuff that you enjoy doing and vice versa. If, if you let the stuff that you enjoy doing, you know, overcome and overwhelm you, then I think the, the other end of the spectrum suffers as a result as well. So I think finding that nice balance and, and being happy and, and comfortable is, is something we can probably all think on. Yeah. Um, I want to, um, um, and maybe if Ellie's got any questions, we can kind of back up a little bit. But I want to just touch on the, your whoop. So for anybody that doesn't know, um, a whoop band is essentially just a fitness tracker that is wrist worn, heart rate sensor, syncs to an app and gathers quite a lot of data, similar to Apple Watch and, you know, a couple of Garmin watches and all that kind of thing. How, how, is, how you, you mentioned it earlier on, how have things changed for you now that you've got some data to correlate with things like how you eat, how you sleep, how much you drink, how much you train, etc. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of the things it does is it tells you your recovery every morning. So based on how well you slept, based on your resting heart rate overnight and based on your heart rate variability. So that's how much your heart rate sort of goes up and down overnight. Um, yeah, it gives you a recovery like in, a, in terms of a, a, like 100% is the max. Um, I think I've managed a 99 and I've also managed a 1. So <laughs> I've covered the full range. Um, but it's, I think the, the biggest thing it's taught me is how much I can actually push, how much my body is actually capable of. Mm. Um, so I set myself a challenge in the November lockdown to hit my optimal strain every day. So based on your recovery, it tells you your strain is basically your exertion throughout that day um and depending on your recovery it guides you to what your optimal strain for that day would be obviously the higher your recovery the higher that strain yeah if you had a super tough day but recovered really well in theory your optimum strain the day after would be quite high because you've recovered quite well yeah okay cool yeah um funnily enough after you've been out on the beers and your recovery is really low it basically tells you like don't move today (laughs) just (laughs) don't do anything um but yeah so I set myself a challenge in November of hitting my optimal strain every day and some days it was a bit ridiculous like the amount that I was having to exercise especially seeing as I work nine to five so often I was doing it in at lunchtime and then having to do stuff again in the evenings 
um but actually my body coped really well with it um and that was really cool just to actually have see it in data on a screen um to learn when to push yourself and when to take a step back um so that's probably the 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 biggest thing I get out of it as an indicator for what I'm ready for each day um and also my sleep need which is so important I get really upset if I don't hit 100% of my sleep need (laughs) you you sleep pretty well what's your average kind of night for a for a sleep um so my base well according to whoop my baseline need if I don't do anything all day is seven and a half hours um and then the more you know strain I build up or exercise I do that goes up um since we've got the puppy we're having to be a lot more um it's actually probably been the best in terms of my making my bedtime consistent because his bedtime is 10 until 7 so my bedtime has become 10 until 7 um so it's actually been pretty good um but yeah I I do prioritize sleep um and I think everyone should does your does the whoop band tell you what your sleep need is before you go to bed that night? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can see, yeah, you can see what it is, and then it also gives you recommended um, times that you should go into go to bed because it wants you to be not only hitting the amount of hours you need, but be consistent each night um, with the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up. So yeah, it tells you that um which is quite handy so yes sometimes I'll be downstairs we'll finish dinner I'm like oh what's my sleep need tonight and what time I know that I'm going to be getting up at probably about seven so what time should I be in bed I'm like oh my god I need to be in bed in two minutes run (laughs) and if if you miss your if you miss your bedtime it like goes red and it just says now like really threatening I'm like oh my gosh quite aggressive (laughs) yeah is there it's, it's really interesting like I'm a as has, as has been mentioned previously and, and it's not for everybody but I'm a real fan of like objective decision making you know well it's not even decision making when it becomes objective because you are just trusting your tech or maybe to look at it in another way if you had a coach that knew you really well or you had a, a you know some personalized programming or you were working with a PT just trusting in the process and and if if your fitness tracker is telling you hey your body's in a really good place even if you feel awful actually trusting that and and pushing through and equally you might wake up and feel great but your your you know your fitness tracker tells you hey maybe rein it in a bit today yeah allows you to just make some um, really conscious decisions um on that then do you notice any regular correlates between alcohol consumption, different types of food consumption and, and eat, maybe eating at different times and the data that you get? Like, I guess the obvious one is if you drink alcohol, you know, for me anyway, my heart rate is much higher on the nights that I drink alcohol. Yeah. My body temperature spikes and my sleep is way more disruptive. Like I don't get as much deep sleep um what what do things like that and nutritional influences look like for you um yeah obviously heart rate skyrockets when 
I've had a few drinks. I think I've, I think I once had a resting heart rate overnight of like over 90. It was, yeah, it was, I was like, I was basically working out in my sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, whereas normally my resting heart rate is around like between 50, like around 55, 56. So yeah, that was pretty high. Um, food food doesn't impact it too much I don't think unless I've had something like really salty or really like I think I don't eat it often but Chinese I think wouldn't you know like a Chinese takeout I don't think it it wouldn't cope very well with that um the time that I eat funnily enough if well I guess it's not funny enough because if you eat really close to bedtime your body's doing work to like process all that food so the longer I leave it between eating and going to bed the better my recovery as well um so if I've if say it's happened quite a few times on a Sunday where if we have a really big Sunday lunch but say we have it at about three and then I don't really eat much else because I've had a huge Sunday lunch um or at least I don't have another substantial meal my recovery is normally pretty good even if I've had you know a beer with that lunch um but yeah so you can definitely learn patterns I think that's been a, a great thing from it as well you just learn that stuff like that which I never would have thought of before you know sometimes you think it's quite nice to go to bed on a nice full belly because you feel all sleepy but actually the data is showing me that for me that's not great yeah what's what's working nine to five and working out and wanting a, a decent social life look like how's that materialize for you how do you view it um so I used to before lockdown um was a committed morning trainer I was part of the six six a.m crew at Valesco um because I just loved getting up getting it done um so that by the time I was getting ready and going to work I was fully awake and sort of ready for the day um and then also when I finished work I could just go home and not do anything um or go out for a meal or go out for a drink or whatever um but it meant I had my evening free um and that was always fine. And because also no one wants to make plans with you at 6am in the morning, apart from people that want to make sure you're in the gym together. But uh, no one wants to make plans with you at 6am, whereas people might say, oh, you know, do you want to go for dinner this night or that? So I just found it easier to have that balance. Um, although people had to quickly learn that if I was making plans in the evening, I had to be in bed by nine o'clock. So yeah, I can come and see you, but I need to be home and in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> um, but now... Well, I guess throughout lockdown, it's a bit different, but we, are, since lockdown started, been training in the evenings. Um, I did a few sessions in the morning when um, the gym was open. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to remember exactly what the question was. I was just talking about my training schedule. Oh, fitting it in around a nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. I've also done a few um, lunchtime sessions during lockdown. Um, Henry has turned our garage into a gym, which is very exciting. Um, so 
yeah I've I've done a few lunchtime sessions as well which has been really nice because before when I was in the office there's no way I could have done that I couldn't have I couldn't have got to the gym trained made myself look a presentable state to go back to work within an hour um so that's been quite nice as well um especially over winter to train in the daylight I'm looking forward to not training in pitch black yeah agreed nice does your does your group tell you the optimal times for you to train? I've got to, there's two parts of this question. So does it give you an optimal time to train? No. If um, if your group doesn't tell you when the best time is trained, does your training schedule is that literally dictated to you now by the fact that you would you don't have plans in the evening, therefore you would rather train in the evening, or do you feel better training later in the day? Um uh so i'm not sure if it captured it but no it doesn't tell me when to train so it's just up to me um if i'm totally honest i think it started becoming in the the evenings at the start of lockdown because i was too fed up to get up at five o'clock in the morning um and also because we're training around people making noises dropping barbells and stuff like that i didn't really think it would be suitable to do that at six o'clock in the morning um do I actually feel better training in the evening? I, I don't know. I think once I'm into it, like into a workout, I don't think I really feel a difference. Um, if I'm doing a, like a strength thing, um, don't get me wrong, I still used to hit plen- like PBs at 6am, but I would definitely be stronger in the evening because you had a day of eating because I'd often go in and train at 6am with all I'd ha- all I'd have was a protein shake while I was training um so yeah but in terms of what I actually prefer I, I don't really know like you know before morning worked for me and my routine right now evening works better um so yeah I'll just see what happens when stuff goes back to normal um but yeah, I definitely feel I'm well. I even if I don't feel stronger, I'm pretty sure I'm stronger in the evenings because um, I got food in me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let's maybe maybe Meg then just to wrap up. <clears throat> what pre-lockdown? Mm-hmm. What, what would a normal week look like for you in terms of the amount you would train, the days you would train, maybe the nights you would go out, what you do on those nights? What what would where we spoke a little bit earlier on about kind of knowing yourself well enough to know that if an av, you know, if you worked out an average amount of times and ate an average amount of food, your body, you know, your body would would be fine. Mm-hmm. What is that average across a week for you? Um, so I'd probably train maybe four weekdays, um, three or four, um, and then if if I was training at the weekend, so I then you know we always like to come in for a weekend workout to see everyone it's good fun you can take more time with it um so yeah maybe three or four times in the week if I was then going to be coming in at the weekend as well otherwise maybe four or five during the week if I've got the weekend off um in terms of food I get up I have every morning for breakfast I have a bacon and egg bagel or sandwich every morning it's really good I can't remember the last time I ate cereal um (laughs) 
because that that that's my breakfast now. Um, lunch. I'm trying, oh God, it's really weird to try and think what I used to have for lunch during the week when I was at work in the office. Um, but I'd always try and take something in. Um, so it would normally be some kind of veg, rice, protein, yeah. whether that was, you know, like chicken or whatever. I just, I try and make something um, to take in with me. Maybe a couple of snacks throughout the day, like a protein bar or, you know, a bit of fruit or whatever, um, or a chocolate bar. Maybe treat myself on a Friday afternoon. Mm. Um, and then in the evening, we always try to eat, again, make sure there's some kind of protein veg and and carbs so i love spag bowl make it quite a lot um we often have salmon with like mashed potato and veg or something um and then at the weekends i mean the weekends i would be more relaxed so maybe friday night saturday night we'd get takeout um i you know the weekends i probably wouldn't be as on it with thinking about what i was eating um yeah, that's it, probably. Nice. All right. Thanks for sharing. It's all right. Um, I think we'll wrap up there. We're, we're approaching, I think, approaching the hour mark. A lot of our lockdown podcasts, I think they feel like they could probably go on where we've all got a little bit more time for conversation and the, the topics are a little bit more holistic. Um, thank you for sharing as, as kind of openly and honestly as you did. I know a lot of people will really appreciate that. Um, Thank you for joining us early on a Friday morning. Ellie, anything else from you? No, except say thanks to you, Meg. It's been, uh, it's been good to talk to you this morning. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Team, thank you for joining. As always, if there is anything you want to hear us discuss, whether or not we know about it or not, um, we can probably find someone that does or kind of muddle our way through. Give us a shout. If you're the person that feel you feel has the knowledge to share again give us a shout because the more you know the, the larger collection of people we can get on the, the the broader the knowledge base we can cover so i hope you all have a wonderful week and we will be back with you very soon for another podcast have a lovely day <laughs>